Hi guys, we're JC. Oh, sorry, I was texting. <laughs> and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Robbie Hoffman. I've never used the mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Go Whatever. Ahead. Okay, Robbie, hi. hi. How Rinches. are you? I'm great. Hi. How are you? Thank you good. so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Very nice. Yeah. New very podcast. nice. Very good. New mm-hmm. podcast. New eyes. New eyes. Not I really. I just thought new eyes. I was like, wow. No, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> I do like your glasses, though. Thank you. Very mm-hmm. chic. Not new, but, um, but hanging in there. They look good. I-, I really don't know what I'll do after these glasses. I've had them now. Probably about you know seven years. I feel and like I have not considered my next move. I think you could be like Larry David and just wear the same glasses through the ages. But they don't make these. And I, I did go because these were almost broken to the point of not repair. And then somebody, mm-hmm. but they didn't have this size anymore. They make the shape, mm-hmm. but this is almost a child. I have a very small head in dimension. Maybe not you know philosophically oh, speaking. Yes, but. Um, they don't make the dimension anymore. I'm like, well, there's a market, one, for them. <laughs> All you need it's is like one. me and kids. Uh, so I really haven't. It's actually becoming, as the years go by, it's becoming more of an anxiety um, for me. Like, oh, another year, another mm-hmm. year. The glasses are, have to live, you know. And, and and it's kind of become your signature look in a way. So you got to You know what? You I never even thought account. I had a signature look. You know, I, I had just this teacher decided. more Regev in school, this Hebrew teacher. I mm-hmm. told her to go back to Israel all the time. It was terrible. <laughs> um, Next she was just like very intense and she was unpredictable. And so you would get in trouble for reasons you, you didn't know. And um, and then she would just excuse her randomly, her, herself randomly from class. And then you would just see her smoking a cigarette in the lot. Like, you'd be like, Moro, we could like fully see you. That's so she like peering really? through the window. Um, but she had the same hairstyle. For mm-hmm. like 40 years. Like the joke at the school is like you could see all of the graduating classes and Maura Regev had the same hair. What was every the style? Year. It was like kind of a poufant. Oh. Like I don't know if you know like Snooky's thing. Like oh, imagine yes. Snooky yes. didn't have long hair. She just had the poof. That's kind wow. of like um, a Paula Dean almost situation. Yeah, um, it was I a very unique. You should have forgotten about Paula I think Dean. She That's really, the correct answer. She was properly canceled. But... That's an yeah, aside. Yeah, that was, we were waiting. She was about to burst on TV or that. Like, I was like, is she well? Like, there was, at any point she could go. She was a ticking time bomb. Yes. And now I realize I've worn my hair similarly for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not bun. knowing, I have beautiful long red hair. A lot of people don't know this about the, me. We always have redheads on the podcast. This I is like the you. fourth redhead. You know what I mean? And 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 it is luscious locks. Yeah. If I, if I wanted to destroy with this hair like you better lock up your boyfriends because I could come at any second with this hair I feel like uh, you two have very similar consistency yeah but I pull it back and it would be as bright as yours if I let uh-huh. it down all the time with the sun and everything um, you just at this point like it wouldn't we wouldn't even be able to recognize you though if you wore your hair down would we oh my god I mean no first of all 
you wouldn't even be able to get to me because of all the men <laughs> surrounding me. You'd have to break through them and then be like, oh, I think it's Rafi Hoffman with her hair down. Um, but I've worn my hair like this, not knowing what else to do with it um, since becoming a lesbian. I actually had to, is your hair naturally curly? Like, what's the texture? Yes, it's wavy. Okay. I would say it's not quite curly. It, yeah. It, it's very close to yours. Interesting. That's For those beautiful. of you who can't see, I have pretty wavy curly red hair. Thank you. I had to explain to JC, who has straight hair, what a curl pattern is, though. It's straight. What's a curl pattern? The curl pattern is the way in which your curls fall, how tight they are, how frizzy your hair is. Right. And what's your, like, what's your curl pattern? Well, there's, like, a whole. Is it, like, astrology? How many different ones? Yeah, there's, like, I think if you, like, have actually, like, very tightly coiled hair, it's, like, you're a 1B or, like, a 2C Mm. or something. I took a quiz once. I don't remember. But I will often, like, fawn over other people's curl patterns if I'm having a bad day, a bad hair day. I can't relate at all. Um, Curly-haired Jews, not me. What can I say? Are you Jewish? I am Jewish. Mm-hmm. I am oh Jewish. God, yeah. I almost had a panic. I'm like, that oh being God, said, a Nazi. My, yeah. <laughs> my father is a Nazi. Um, no, but he was not, not born anymore. Jewish. He, it's fine. Nobody uh, even – he's irrelevant to the equation. Exactly, but maybe that's why I didn't get the – yeah, curly Jew you, hair. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. My mom is full, full Ashkenaz though. Yeah, yeah, I can see a mix with you. Yeah, I, I see a Thank very, you. you know, a potential safe. I am safe. Uh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. call that you're safe on the next hollow, but but you you know you have <laughs> a pass. bigger chance than us. I will. say. Yeah, I will say mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm admitting mm-hmm. myself. You found me. It's it. <laughs> Here, here I am. I can't serve. I can't do any kind of a labor camp. Just kill me the first day. Oh my, I, I'm not lifting. Be, uh, I can't shovel. There's nothing in a labor camp mm-hmm. that I can do. So absolutely just, not. I can maybe Useless. help with the accounting, or I don't know if you have those types That's of spots. Great. I couldn't even do that. I could do. I could do copy. Um, you know, maybe <laughs> if they needed like it. You know, in the in the paper. Like a PR very person. Big on marketing. I've heard. Yeah. So, so but uh, any kind of labor, I would just take me now. This is as good as it was. I got to take a stab at, at what I want to do. I got to see sunshine. You're doing and, pretty well. You made it. experience yeah. youth. Uh, yes. So I feel like all good All good things. things. I love that outlook. Yeah. I always felt like people don't assume that I'm Jewish. So I was like, oh, I think I'd have a, I'd be okay. Like I could probably assume a different identity. But the older I get, I think the more Jewy I am. Yeah, we, I don't we know. really, the same. I used to really suppress it. Like when I, mm-hmm. so we'll get into it, but obviously I grew up very uh, religious, mm-hmm. Lubavitch, which is a sect of Hasidic Judaism. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I suppressed it when I kind of went to high school and university. I like didn't want to sound as Jewish. Mm-hmm. And I went to a more, se- like when I left that community, I went to a more secular no, a religious school still, a Jewish mm-hmm. private school, so mm-hmm. still religious, but uh, conservative. So everybody was, like, less Jewish than I was coming from this Hasidic background. So I tried. My friends didn't speak with, like, a Yiddish intonation or, you know, my new Canadian friends just didn't grow up that religious. Right. So they spoke pretty much like Canadians. And one of my friends, my best friend, she's like, she just thought I sounded really ugly. And so she was trying to help me out, and she really did help me out, but she said, you, you sound terrible. And I really <laughs> tried to 
sound better. Also, when I was like probably a lesbian always, like she'd be like, it's like you're choosing to look ugly. Like I would start wearing things I wanted to wear. So I wasn't like Lubavitch. Like I didn't have right. a long skirt. Like I had no dress inhibitions. So yeah. I was just like, oh, those brown cords look kind of cool. And she's like, they uh. seem, they're like really dykey and weird. I was like, oh, okay. Um, later on, she's since, since I come out, she's told me that I look pretty for a lesbian. So oh, it's pretty good. What a compliment. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, she's she's come a long way. Are there any words that you say in particular that she thought sounded more ugly than others? Are there yeah, any like phrases you've had? She just my accent to- just generally was was uh, unappealing and not good for guys. And our whole thing was guys. doing guys was getting guys. Now I happen to be very hot yes. in high school too. Just naturally, I, I and and I and I took advantage of that. And I was very outgoing and I didn't care about guys. So we would go out like a group of us. You ever been to this W Hotel? Yes. I've been there. There I was, 18, in Montreal W Hotel. There's like uh, a lot of sports players play. They're Mm -hmm. like hockey teams. And um, Justin Trudeau. Wow. Big fans. Yes. And um, we would go out there and I would like, I would be the aggressor. I'd be the one like, okay, you want those rich guys? Like we're... 10, 18-year-old hot girls, like, let's fucking go. this is their dream. <laughs> so I would just, like, walk up. I'd be like, what are we drinking, gentlemen? And I would get us all in there. Nobody put out in my group. We would drink, pre-drink for free, and then go out somewhere more appropriate. I love that Canadians say pre-drink. It's, like, my favorite oh, thing I didn't in know the way. world. I just acted like I knew it's what like pre-drink pre-game, was. But it's I've pre-drink. never heard oh, that in my life. Say pre-drink. Did you say hooks, too? Like, hook up? Yeah, uh, yeah. Why do you not say that? What no, do you say? Americans don't say that. They don't say hooks. No. no. Can you use it in a sentence? Did you hooks last night? Yeah. My best friend's from Montreal. Oh my god! What's her name? Gabrielle Obler. Uh, I don't know. We might have to bleep that. That's fine. She'll listen. She'll love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've been to Montreal up. a bunch of times. I absolutely love it there. It's a, yeah, it's a good, good place. it's a good town, especially if you're 18 and you want to go out. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly. The only place to be young in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Um, do you feel like even in Canada, all Jews know each other? Because I feel, I do. Okay. Well, I all Jews do know each wrong. other. He's only, there's only 14 million in the world. Yeah. It's a, it's a smaller yeah. people than Kazakhstan. There's no reason people should know Jews, but for us being so annoying and loud. <laughs> and like, it's like nobody knows a people this size. We're, we're competing with major people. So we're competing with Christianity, which is over a billion. Mm-hmm. Muslims, over a billion. You know, it's just, we're not even in that league. Yet here we are going, and Jews too. No, not Jews too. <laughs> You're three people. Shut up. But it's like we can't we can't get out of our own way. We can't shut up. Whenever there's anything, our whole motto is like, well, we'll just be louder. No. Yeah. Let's try something else. Let's go to the Alps. Let's do something. <laughs> we could we could dis- we're a small enough people that we could just like tuck away somewhere and be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I think they tried to do that in Israel. And it didn't well, Israel, no, out. but that's not the place to do it. It's of all way places, too that obvious. is probably the worst. Yeah. We should yeah. go somewhere more remote. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. in Israel, they're watching for us there. Yeah. I just want to be like, you know, the Alps, like in a, in some type of mm-hmm. valley situation, like, hey, a bunch of Jews between those two mountains. Really? That's kind of yeah, what like sleepaway know. camp is. Yes. That's yes. What, yeah. That's the closest, closest we've gotten, I think. Did you go to camp? Yeah. Oh, did I go? 11 years, baby. Oh, wow. me too. Where'd no, you camp is huge. Camp is essential. Oh, my God. The Jew- yeah. Did you not go to camp? I did go to camp, but I didn't go to Jew camp. It was just a 
camp that happened to was have it a lot two of weeks? Jews. You know when these people go to these. Two it's weeks probably camps? Was. okay. So it like, was two weeks. No, however, no, that's not no, the right no, answer. Then. I went for multiple sessions. So I would go okay. for a month or I would, yeah. I was like a CIT. But then I went those friends somewhere. aren't your sisters. Those are no, just like yes, your two weeks. The relationships friends. did not run that deep. Oh, it, I had pushed my bed with somebody. Like it was intense. Very intense. Um, I mean, we're sent away every summer for two months. My older okay. sister, Chaya, has a traumatic experience where she was going to this Lubavitch camp, upstate New York, I believe, from the age of maybe four or five. Like religion, like Hasidic Jews are four or five. I think she went two months away. Wow. She was four or five years old. What camp was it? Um, wasn't called Olay Torah. It was something like that. It was very okay. religious, all girls. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. um, and so it's, it's you know, serious. And then when I got older, I went to Camp Brith, mm-hmm. uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I banged on the table. It's okay. I was uh, Drew said I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, and yeah, camp was amazing though. It's so important for another seven a seven year old to speak to another seven year old. I can't explain it, but seven year olds living together as roommates is a critical experience. A t- an eleven year old must speak to another eleven year old all day long. It's like, wild. It's mm-hmm. just and and watching you is the seventeen year old. Mm-hmm. It's or insane. an 18-year-old, you know, it's like, I remember waking up in the middle of the night at camp. You had a, did you have a pee buddy? You had to go. No, we didn't have we a pee buddy. In oh, the of cabin. course. Oh, yeah, they we had bathrooms in no, the No, see, we didn't. Fucking psycho. You know, I don't even know. I was in the bunk, and then you would have to walk through a path. It was like oh, some get God. out shit. Yeah, and and then you would go to the bathroom. So you'd wake up a buddy with a flashlight. I never got up from my buddy. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> I'd be too scared this to get up insane. at all. No, yeah, just, I would pretend to be asleep. For go sure. outside the bunk. At what age yeah. did you or go start in your going? Bed if you're under, I seven, started going at seven. That's young. That's very young. Yeah, I went seven, um, and I did uh, one year of staff. Okay, I made it up to one year of staff. So was it like pray all day, or were you doing like arts no. and crafts? Yeah, or? we did all activities. Okay, everything. Um, yeah, I ended up my one staff year. I was A and C arts and crafts. A and C. I was, pretty, I was pretty lazy with it. I would normally bring beads out. I was like, like not a girl. beads? No, or? you know those like tiny beads that you do at camp? Did you ever do beads? Like those bracelets? Yeah, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of beads. She didn't go to camp. She doesn't I know do. what we're talking about. She doesn't know the beads. Do you know Gimp? Do you know what Gimp is? No. Oh, that sounds familiar, but it's, it's like lanyard. It's lanyard. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think you call it lanyard. That is, I heard Mark Maron call it Gimp. It's that plastic It's lanyard. It's lanyard. Yeah. Yeah. You, Boxed, you don't know what that is. Don't even remember. Cobra and Square. Cobra. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do any of them. I oh, actually. Butterfly. Yeah. I know. Well, you know. I could only do the one that was like a spiral. And staircase. Then the yes, that's what it was. Yeah, because it was like this, like this. You can't. It's see like the me, figure four. Yeah. That was like candy stitch. I have very good fine motor skills as a result. So wow, Whatever. that's great for you. I cannot say the same. As as a counselor, did you get to let loose at all, or was it still very? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We let loose. I was giving hand jobs by then. Yeah, okay, just kinds. checking. I mean, it was like crazy. I hooked up with the head of basketball. Uh, I was That's getting, hot. I was getting good D. Like when I look back, like I was getting guys that girls wanted, and I had no interest in. But I was just like, well, I might as well. 
Did you get like um, foreigners coming to the camp to work there or was it mainly Yeah, we had Israeli, we had like an Israeli exchange where like oh, these yeah. Israeli victims of war would come and they were always like, oh, missing an arm or something. It was a very depressing oh, situation. Um, it was like, oh, and we have these Israelis coming in and you were like, oh, I heard they were pretty hot. And then they would come and you're like, oh, it's a, is that a, is One that of those. a eye patch? Yeah, you got past it. You got past it. There was obviously a language barrier. I don't speak Camp Hebrew. goggles is what we yeah, call them. Camp yeah, camp goggles. Yeah. I know about that, too. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's like you had the same experience as, like, Jews in the 1930s going to Camp Head. <laughs> like the concentration kind. Like, that's, that's what I feel like you learned. You learned the same things like they learned in Auschwitz in your two-week Christian camp. You know what? I made the best of it. Yeah. And I kept coming back for more. And yeah. I think that's really all you need to know. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen that one episode of Oprah's Next Chapter where she meets of course. with the Hasidic family? Yes. Thoughts? Um, really cool. Exactly in my neighborhood. Um, I thought, you know, they Do were you know placating. Uh, no, but I'm sure that oh. my family might. Okay. Um, where are they now? I think the, their kids are really young. In yeah. That, so I don't know. I, you know, I'm not. I maybe know the the mother's sister. Okay. My I mean, that's would. unimportant. That would have yeah, just been Yeah, but fine. everybody would know everybody, but I don't remember. Um, I left when I was a kid, so I don't, I wouldn't know the family names as, as well as my mom would. Um, and then I don't want to bring it up with my mother because it doesn't yeah. matter. So I think that they did that thing where it's like, generally the community is good. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. But they really don't talk about what's bad. Yeah. And they really try and put a good, you know, put their... Best foot forward, put a happy face on, a big smile. Um, and so I don't think that she, you know, I, I, I think that they kept the presentation good. Mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, I think that that's, they show all the roses and you don't really mm -hmm. see any of the thorns. And that's what that episode mm -hmm. did. That's it. I love watching Jews on television. The Jewier, the better for me. So oh, yeah. I enjoy it. Um, but I knew exactly what they were doing. It's kind of what yeah. Chabad does when they're not to, not to, you know, Chabad can do some good things, but they also tend to lure people in by by promoting a very, very welcoming lifestyle um, mm -hmm. without really getting into what living that lifestyle might be, especially for women. And yeah. also free food. I feel like that's a big hook, at least for Oh, me. yeah. Well, the food is huge. You know what? I'll say this. The biggest thing of me growing up, this is something I don't talk about often, is um, I was very poor. Mm -hmm. I think almost more than being religious is poverty. Um, I have never met more generous people than poor people. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up poor, and yet our whole house was come, 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 eat, eat, eat. And that's really true. Yeah, We would never, there was always a million people in my house. Obviously, I have nine siblings, but friends, mm -hmm. friends, 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 mm -hmm. you know, visitors, different things. And we always had, especially Friday night, like take, 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 take tons of food. Um, when I got older and I went to high school with secular rich Jews, very cheap. Mm -hmm. That's where I see that yeah. happening. Um, it, it did not exist in my community to be cheap. It's extremely generous to a fault almost. Mm -hmm. um, you could have food stamps and be splitting them. Yeah. Nobody doesn't share. And it's so wonderful to have those values now because it's like i'll notice some of my richest friends i'm like what are you fucking cheap but they really are yeah yeah um and maybe you know people joke like that's how they keep their money but nah, they could mm. it is a weird 
It's like they didn't, especially friends my age, I often relate to people's parents or their grandparents because I have the kind of the same, I came in with nothing and then, you know, I worked really hard. <laughs> like, it's like, I feel like I start to like, you know, yeah. get into the rhythm with them and I always like, you know, kill it at fam dinners for this reason. But <laughs> the people my age, even my best friend Ryan, shout out to Ryan. I told you this to your damn face. Don't even be mad. Um, but... It's like they didn't, they inherited so much wealth Mm -hmm. and then they want to hoard it. And then they don't like, it's not even that they worked so hard for it. Yeah. um, That they have a paranoia about it. It's like they, they, something, something switched. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I noticed even when I was at McGill, I was uh, on scholarship there, humble brag. Um, But also being white, I'm like a fly on the wall. So I'm like hanging with all these really privileged kids. Mm -hmm. Now, not Jewish, but some just, you know feminist studies and all the queer people I was meeting um, who often talked about things about like, you know, they were very woke in a way that felt preachy about what underprivileged people needed Mm -hmm. without having a damn clue. Um, And it was just interesting to be a fly on the wall to like look like a rich person Mm -hmm. and enter those spaces Mm -hmm. and then now become, you know, okay and and be like an actual competing member of society it's just interesting that i can always tell who grew up poor and who didn't and i kind of put people in those two camps so it's almost Mm -hmm. more profound experience to me than being religious yeah just because those values i relate to any they they might not be jewish but i knew i know for a second if you grew up with nothing because you're the most generous fucker i've ever met yeah at mcgill we would take cabs home we would go out i was always picking up the cab and I remembered that. I remember like, wow, none of these girls, they all have tons of money. Mm-hmm. And nobody says nothing. But they just didn't grow up like me. They didn't grow up where communities all you had. And and what's mine is really what yours. Mm-hmm. And we really mean that. Um, so that is one great thing about growing up in that community. But I think I see it in other poor communities too. I see the families yeah. all mm-hmm. live together. And the more the merrier. And, mm-hmm. and they're just... Yeah, they enjoy each other's company, and they're just less selfish generally. No, no, sorry. No, to, it was so sorry. beautiful. No, that was. Do you, you know, do you have true. siblings that live out here now, or where are most of them? Where's your family? Yeah, I have a sister who's half here, half in Canada. Most people are still in Canada. Yeah. Um, Vancouver. I have a, a bunch of sisters in Vancouver. I have a couple brothers in Calgary. I have a brother in Regina. Shout out to Shalom. My new niece, Zizi. Um, I have a brother in Montreal and, and all of uh, cool. and, and my nieces and my nephew there. My mom is is helping my brother in Regina, but she lives in Montreal. Scattered. Um, he's just had a new mm-hmm. baby, so she's there for a bit. But yeah, we're all pretty much in Canada, but me. Do you still see everyone pretty frequently? Um, or talk to them a lot? Yeah, we're really, a bunch of us are really close. I think like we're like the Hasidic Kardashians or something. Like we're <laughs> very close there's clicks, there's ebbs and flows, there's drama, there's 10 different group chats. It's a whole thing. Um, but, you know, I'm really lucky that I I, I would call um, some of my sisters my best friends. Which friends is nice to have. Love like, having I always, a I friend. love having friends, but when friends you have sisters. Great. Don't have a sister. Yeah, she has sisters. sisters. Uh, is it next level? Yes. It's truly the greatest blessing of my life. Of I love my, my life. So no, much. so much. I, I, I actually, my heart breaks for girls who didn't have sisters and then same thing from brothers i look at my brothers and i love them and I, and i'm super close to someone i could see shmully going hey what about me <laughs> i love you it's different <laughs> we talk about different things um 
But I'm so happy for my brothers that they have other idiots like them. Yes. Yeah, that's so sweet. You know what I mean? It's and nice and sisters is just like, it makes me feel like, again, I love my friends, but my it's 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 like a permanent friend it's like a it's it and it's so much deeper and it's just it's like you can fight and two seconds be over it there's no there's no like work you have with friends like you'll have to work through and you said something Mm -hmm. i'll say something okay so shut up and then that's it so what you're mad okay so be (laughs) mad and then it's like five minutes later it's like well, what do you want to watch what do you want to watch you know it's just like it ends so So easy yeah yeah i wish the more like friendships were like that it would be so much easier but I think people are so scared to like be super honest with their friends like oh well because it's also it's friend it is different yeah it's like sisters is like that it, it's and especially in my family something that I explain a lot is like people are like what's it like growing up with like you know in a 12 person family you know and, and and I say it's like you know 10 kids and two parents and now and then one parent but it's like there's a co-raising that happened in my family mm-hmm. that doesn't have, I can't compare it to a family of two. Like, oh, you didn't get attention from your parents. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I also have nine siblings. Mm-hmm. Co- you know what I mean? We had a community type environment within the house. It's like, I you learned have to like tampon. a baseball team. You could do yeah. anything. I learned everything from my older sisters. You know, I didn't, um, there's something really special about every kid passing down the lessons to the other. Yeah. In that mm-hmm. like gradual way where it's like you're not learning it from somebody who's 30 years old. The door of a door. You're that learning. Apply here? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Excuse me. Wow, I did go to Hebrew Whoa. school. Oh. Sorry about it. Torah in the middle of the podcast. Excuse <laughs> me. Wow. Glad that landed. That really landed. This is the crowd. Yeah. Nowhere else is that land. Absolutely not. <laughs> Haven't said that. In your whole life. Literally, no. I saved it till now. And it, I it, looked it at killed. it on a quilt in my Hebrew school from like oh. gr- grade two to eight. And just it was in my mind. And I finally got to it worked. relay the message. I don't remember any Jewish phrases like or Hebrew. Oh, my God. I just, oh, my Hebrew God. Jewish. Believe. Like, I feel like it went in one ear and out the other. Unfortunately. Yeah. I remember the... Uh, the lessons that I learned and like how to be like a moral person. That's good. But I don't remember any of those. Lessons. Me neither. I remember like don't get tattoos yeah, and yeah, yeah. go to Israel. Yeah. That's what I got. I remember. I mean, I remember everything, but also I remember everything of everything. So uh, my memory, you could have a memory thing too. Maybe this yeah, other there's probably you don't a deeper remember. problem. You know what I mean? It's like, you can have early onset. I don't want to get like too. Yeah. Are you fluent in Hebrew or no. Yiddish? No. Um, Yiddish, I speak more of. I understand more of it, but I haven't spoken it in years, so barely. It is a very easy language, though Yiddish. People don't. That's what, that. oh, what I hear, but I'm not sold on yeah, it. Yeah. It, no. It's a. Re- I mean, it's a really short language. It hasn't had a chance to really like evolve. Mm-hmm. It kind of was like created for a short period of time, um, and so the vocabulary is just not that extensive. And the grammar rules are very simple. Like really, I would say it's like grammar-wise, it's closer to English versus Hebrew is closer to French. I do speak French fluently. Oh yes, so if you don't speak French, you might not know that. I can't speak a word of French. I could say like I'm a bird. I think. Yeah, I'm fluent in French. So you're brilliant, is what. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) did did I mention scholarship? No, but uh, you know, if you were forced to learn French, you would. I could. I could speak Spanish, so I could probably. I don't know any Spanish. People do say, oh, you should. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's the same like conjugations. conjugations. That's I just guess different. it's like similar sound, but it isn't the language. No. Yeah. Once you know two languages, I think it's a lot easier to learn a third. Yeah. 
I don't think that's. I made that Who up. Who said it makes it? Sense. I, I was like, yeah. She said it was like, such that sounds, confidence. That sounds good. That I was like, okay, I would buy that, and I think that's probably true. But yeah. I think the younger you up. are, I was also young, learning most of these things. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, when you went back to Montreal to do comedy for JFL right. or whenever, uh, does your family come out and it's support? A um, I mean, support is really supports a stretch. Mm. Uh, my mother came out. Well, first of all, my whole family came out. I had a disastrous experience my first time. I was doing a seven-minute, easy, nothing taping, material, whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, it was script. I had to get my material approved. I didn't Oof. say, you know, scissoring in it. I kept it kosher, 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 whatever they wanted for Canadian mm-hmm. TV. My whole family comes. The sound goes out minutes before my, the whole set goes down. Okay, so they're like, oh, hold up. I'm like in the wings, ready to go up. I'm watching the crowd in the monitor because I can see they have a camera yeah. on the crowd and they have a camera on the stage. The stage the stage monitor is completely black. There's no sound. There's no lights. Nothing's happening. They're like, oh, technical difficulties. I, I have to watch. So 10 minutes goes by. They're like, oh, it's probably going to be another a half hour. Oh, my God. I see my own mother get up, look for an usher to ask for money for a ticket, money back for a ticket she didn't buy. That's I'm like, you didn't. Incredible. What, what are you? You didn't even buy that ticket. I left it for you. Very much on the guest list. At the front. She, but I saw her. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there's my mother getting up. Oh, she's tying somebody down. Oh, she wants her money. She's explaining. Left. My whole family left. Did not make it. Uh, they were like, excuse me. She said you were going on at 1030. Well, it's 11 o'clock already. I'm like, you know what? Just don't come. Then my mother came to something. Um... I was doing this place called the Comedy Works. Most comedy clubs have a two-drink minimum. That's yes, how they make two money. Drinks. Okay. I hear my mother from the back. Well, excuse me. I brought my own water. <laughs> I brought my own water, as a matter of fact. I'm like, Mom, how do you leave the house without $20 on you? This is not, it doesn't look good for me. It doesn't look good for me. Just please just purchase the two drinks. Just get two seltzers. Nobody's asking you to drink alcohol. She wasn't telling you. She said you could order a bottle of water if you want. My mother with her Weight Watchers, excuse me. I never leave the house without. Excuse me. So, and my mother hates my comedy anyway. That was the follow-up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, uh, sometimes I'll say stories that are very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just describing her, you can't see this, but air quotes, parenting. And then my mother just hates, she's like, you never tell them I tried. Oh, you, know, you didn't honey, tell them that I tried. The I'm like, well, Ma, <laughs> no. First of all, I don't know if you did. If I thought you did, I'm pretty authentic up there. Yeah. If I thought mm-hmm. you had put in any effort, but none of us were a thought. You know, kids like secular kids are always like, "Well, I was an accident," because I'm ten years younger than I was an accident. I'm like, yeah, we're all fucking accidents. <laughs> I like, may or may not have literally purpose? had that exact joke. You think on I'm stage. on purpose? Who said? Who said this? I. I oh. I yeah. have done a joke that oh, is you have? quite literally the same. What My brother's seven years younger than me. Okay, so was he an accident? No, I was. Like, that's the joke that I'm tired of him getting all the credit for being an accident. Oh, mm. okay, I see. Yeah, it's, secular people love to be an accident. And it's like, because mm-hmm. we're it's all accidents. Fun. Yeah. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. everybody post-1960, everybody before 1960 is an accident. We just hear our yeah. grandparents going, I was an accident. They didn't even have birth control. Like Everyone, exactly. It, it's not a bragging point yeah. that you're an accident. That's so true. And my mother would say things like, if you're asking me, I guess I would have had one or two kids. I'm like, I'm seventh. 
And nobody is asking stopped. you. Well, don't tell your kids this. Tell a friend this. It's not something you tell your seventh child. If it was up to me, I would have had one or two. And then I Thanks, get into mom. the dark place in my head where I was like, well, who was it up to? I feel like you were one of the parties there. I feel like it was you and Ta, my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it definitely wasn't up to her. Yeah. And then I just leave it at that. Well, you're here now. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. And that's what counts. Yeah. On this podcast. Right? I mean, I, I have more questions just like about comedy and like how yes. you got into it and what your first gig was and Terrible. when you realized you were funny and all that shit. I always knew I was funny, but I also Good. grew up in a very funny family. Everything, everyone in my community, uh, Jews are funny, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a huge correlation. Religious. I think yeah. we can all get behind. Uh, but my family that. specifically was very, very funny. Um uh, I think I grew up so poor that I never thought about, like, I never had a dream. You know, I, I don't think, uh, we good. were not encouraged as children. My mother would always, in fact, discourage what, you know, uh, I can't help you with it. When I got into Miguel, I was like, Ma, I start school tomorrow. I'm moving out tomorrow. I'm starting Miguel. She's like, I can't help you with that. I'm like, I've, it's fine. Uh, there was zero encouragement um, just because that's the way that, yeah. can, you know, my we were raised, uh, unfortunately. So I never really thought about what I wanted to do or I never dreamt um, at all. Uh, but when I got into school, I knew I didn't want to be poor. Yeah. So when I got in. So comedy was great. Choice. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it has been. Uh, but I never would have known that because I never even really knew of comedy as a career. I never knew of TV writing, which is, you know, where I um, where I make, you know, most yeah, of my living. But. Mm-hmm. I did, never heard of that. I never knew of a TV writer. It was not in career day or anything like that. So um, when I got into school, I just, I asked the academic advisor. I remember we had an orientation week. I said, what's the least amount of school for the most amount of pay? And she said, you know, in accounting and finance, they'll, they'll get you an internship the first summer. Smart. So I was like, boom. Were you good at math? Yes. Clearly. Well, you never know. Yeah, very good at math. Remember, she's going to do the accounting for the concentration camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. true. Hey, hey. Hey, call, call back. back. Oh. Oh, jinx. Um, just calling back all the 90s fun things. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, but once I started working, so I worked at this uh, KPMG, which is a big mm-hmm. uh, accounting oh, yeah, firm, KPMG. because they, they gave me a free laptop. I was like, for keeps. And they're like, for keeps. I'm like, okay. Do this you still is have it? Now. No, you have to give back after. But oh. I didn't have a laptop at the time. So it was great. Uh, and they gave me a KPMG tracksuit, which I which I, I gave away, and I uh, wish I oh, wish man. I kept it. It's one of my biggest regrets. I should actually call a partner there and see if he'll send someone. Would send you one, yeah. Um, and when I started getting money every two weeks, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, so it's just going to directly go. Like there's just me like happen. sitting. I'm like, because you would get a pay stub. This is the first time I got a stub, but no check. I'm like, where's the check? <laughs> and she was like, it's already in your. I'm like, so when I log in. It's I was there. like, oh, my God. I was like baller on the town. Like, you have to see me taking girls out. I'm like, what are you drinking? I'm like throwing down money. You know, my apartment was nothing in Montreal. You know yeah. what it is. And so then, only when I started like feeling at ease or at least like, oh, my God, I'm not only surviving, I'm, you know, potentially thriving. thriving. Yeah. Um, I was just sleeping better at night, just generally not having those mm-hmm. worries. And that's when whispers started to come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started thinking, because I was naturally just always creative and always wrote. Um, and I wrote to a level that like, like in high school, I wrote a short story that was very recognized, but I still never took it seriously. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was like 
was never like an English nerd. I just was like, oh, okay, well, that was a fluke. Mm -hmm. I did that one thing and that yeah. one story came to me and whatever. Um, but then I had a lot more, you know, those whispers started to really seep in. One thing I'll say too, I'm going on so many tangents, but hopefully I loop back. That's kind of what this podcast um, is about. It's okay. Is I've gotten, not having very involved parents, I've gotten very good at listening to my instinct. Mm -hmm. My instinct is almost laser. I, I continue to, to sharpen it. Uh, but I will say that from the beginning of listening to whispers about doing stand-up and then that whisper becoming a talk, it becoming a shout, it yelling mm -hmm. at me, it blaring Berating sirens, you. everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That took a long time before I finally bit the bullet and I did it. And I had the unique experience of the first night I, stand I started stand-up, I also was looking up stand-up. I had no influence of stand-up. People have asked me, who is your influence? I really don't know. I just, I, I really had wasn't going yeah. on anything. Mm -hmm. And I was just going on stories that I kind of thought were funny. Mm -hmm. And that was it. I, I wouldn't ask another soul. I wouldn't. But that's the there best. Was nobody, like an uninfluenced, you know. fresh point of view. But like, I was discovering, I was watching, I was like, well, Eddie Murphy is something else. They should do something with him. Like, I'm like 25 <laughs> years late on like everything. I was watching these things for the first time. Like Chris Rock. Like, yeah. I just hadn't seen anything. And I was starting it. So it was like just this great love affair with stand-up from the second I started. I was like, there's just, it's endless. Um, and it felt like probably how people are with music. I was always like, eh, tunes are fine. Mm -hmm. I like them on. But, you know, people are like crazy with music. What do you listen to? I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know. Whatever bop yeah. is on the radio. Yeah. You know, I like. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't even, you yeah. know, Mumford and Sons, how are they? They're fine. Oh. Um, <laughs> but like blame. You know, yeah. but my com but that's mm -hmm. my interest was was in comedy, obviously, for that sort of um thing. But that whisper now I, I listen to a whisper and I move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, then leaving the firm was much quicker. I knew like, okay, get a long term writing job. I was starting to get writing. I wrote a pilot. I also thought that all stand ups wrote. Right. Well, I just assumed because then I was watching Seinfeld. I was like, Well, he was a stand up, he had a show. And Ellen was stand-up. She had a show. Mm -hmm. And I wrote this pilot that kind of uh, got me really – it, it did really yeah. really well within, like, the industry, but it never got made. But it did get me my first rep. Um, and it Reps got me into the room. Uh, and I was always saying no to rooms that were, like, two weeks. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, I will not leave a good-paying yeah. job. There's no way. Mm -hmm. And so I got this six-month gig, um, and it ended up being three years. And I, and I, but I made that decision. I, I waited just to hear the whisper. Then when I, then when I was in Toronto and I started really doing well in Toronto, the show was in Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as I started kind of featuring or doing opening spots, I'm like, I'm too big for the city. And I move. Mm -hmm. I always When did wait. you move to LA? Uh, probably almost four years ago. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I've been longer than you. That's weird. Yes, no, I know, but I was back in New York for a couple of years because okay. I did the Gethard show. So I like oh, technically duh. was here, and then I right away like I left, and then I left also for six months to go to Toronto. So I've been here cumulatively probably two years. Like, I kind of worked on the Gethard show a little. I worked at Funny or Die. Oh yeah, so. connections, yeah. comedy connections. Excuse me. Wow, I love it. Do um, you feel like? Your upbringing or Judaism, at least, like, influences your writing. I mean, it definitely influences your comedy, right? Everything influences everything. I mean, I am mm -hmm. influenced what a dumb by question, me. Jess. No, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't. I didn't say it. I thought it. I didn't say it. No, I'm kidding. I didn't even think it. There's I didn't even think it's it. a dumb question. No, I, I think that um, influence is interesting. It's like I am. 
my hope is always to be more me. Mm -hmm. And I think people who didn't really know me always say every year when they meet me, like, oh, you're really like getting dikey. Mm-hmm. Or you're really getting Jew, like you know what I mean. It's like mm-hmm. people who really didn't get me find it strange when they meet more of me, versus I feel more mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, you know, as I lean into my interests more and and do really what I want to do, which is my goal for this life, it's um, it's been very freeing, mm-hmm. um, and very just like empowering to yeah. be myself and yeah. more me. Um, I don't, like, have as many hang-ups of, like, you know, I was in a corporate world, and you have to be like this, da 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 And then I was, like, friends with, like, Jappy Jews. Jappy meaning Jewish-American princess. We've been over just it. Just clarifying. Yep. Um, you know, and and having to be, like, girly and and whatever. It's, like, I'm actually, and, and just my you voice. You can still be friends just with us. Thinking like. <laughs> about my voice all the time. I used to, like, yeah. Yeah. I think it naturally, like, I had some very jewy sounding friends, and my voice, like, naturally goes there mm-hmm. especially when I'm with those very I find people. when I hang out with like my Long Island Japanese yeah. friends I turn into like more of like an oh my god yeah. like yes. it, it's I hate it I yeah know. so I no longer like police my voice and it can go where like it's just I don't want to think about am I sitting too like less you know every, mm-hmm. everything was just always a thought also going back to Hasidic like just being a three year old even like you learn things at three like how to put your shoe on. You know, there's all these like OCDs that we don't even realize. Like I'm constantly policing my behavior. Like you put your right shoe on first because, you know, halakhically you want to put your right foot first, you know, and and the way that you tie your shoe and the way that you wash your hands is to the wrist because that means you're really covering the hand and one, two, three, and one, two, three, and wash it this way. And when you walk into a door, you kiss the mezuzah on the right. Yep. You know, there's just so one. many different ways and rules and I'm trying to shed them as much um, as possible. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's not that I figured out life, but I think life is becoming as most you as possible. So far for me, that's been the bit, biggest joy. Mm-hmm. It's just getting to be more me every day. Yeah. As I f- corny as it sounds. No, that was like the least corny thing I've ever heard. Well, thank you. I feel like so many of those things are just like ingrained in who you are mm-hmm. and it's so hard to shed things, but you just evolve and I think you kind of become more of yourself as you get older. Yeah, hopefully some people, you know, are not in spaces that they can be and also, you know, aren't encouraged by their environment. I now live, you know, in Yeah, a we're lucky. We live yeah. here and we do what we, we live do. In a bubble. So. Yeah, we get to do whatever we want um, kind of thing. Not whatever, but um, it does feel fun and nice. Yeah, we're so lucky. Now that you do have the choice to kind of do whatever you want, do you still, like, observe holidays? Do you, like, celebrate? Do you identify? Obviously, you identify as Jewish. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is your relationship like with Judaism now? I'm just very Jewish. <laughs> There's really no other way. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm religious, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm objectively very Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I enjoy all of it. I, I dabble in mm-hmm. things. I mean, I have still, like, I stay the Shema every night. Uh, but that's more of an OCD. I wish I didn't have to say it every night. But yeah. I've always said it. That now I'm worried. What it's if like I part don't of your say routine? It? Yeah. Yeah. What if I don't say what will happen? And then it's like, you know, even if I have a bad day, I'm like, well, I don't have to say it today because I already had a bad day. But then I think, well, how much worse would it be, mm-hmm. even now, if you didn't say it? Are you kosher? You You're was, not, right? No, I'm not kosher. You were. Um, I was till 19. What did you break it with? Egg McMuffin at McDonald's. Oh, solid choice. I mean, that's incredible. I always wanted, growing up, all I wanted was a nugget. 
If I could get a nugget, just the the, the a dip, the shape of the nugget. And like kosher food, they would like have chicken nuggets. We would have, but they were like more like they were tenders. Like not real. Yeah. They yeah. weren't the shape. I would tell my mother, like, oh, I'm gonna make dino. nuggets. I'm like, that's not. It has to look like it a has turd. To be it that. needs yeah. to look like. <laughs> um, but it was a you know it was exam season, and I got out of class. I think I had an eight to ten like math exam. I was just starving. There was no where I was. There was no kosher food anywhere near yeah. mm-hmm. school. Um. And McDonald's was just across the street. And I'm like, fuck it. And it was Pesach because it was midterms. That's badass. So you had and I had the, the Egg English McMuffin, muffin English muffin, bacon one. I walked back into the cafeteria, my school cafeteria, where I was still friends with a bunch of Jews mm-hmm. who all suddenly, you know, Jews, like secular Jews, they become the most pious Jews that ever were on Pesach. They bring in their matzah and they want everybody to look That was me. It makes me sick. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Okay. So I was like with the matzah and the oh, for eight days. And I sat right down there. I remember my friend Ronnie. Shout out to Ronnie. He's a successful lawyer now. Uh, he was like, you're going to eat that in front of us on Pesach? I'm like, do you know how many times I've gone out for dinner and had a garden salad? No dressing? Because they were all not kosher. But I would go out with them. Um, and I wouldn't even trust the dressing. Mm-hmm. Unreal. It was so delicious. And I, and I had it every day for 30 days. Did you get sick? No. No. I Shout out it. to McDonald's. In fact, I worked at McDonald's one summer. Take that, Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> In fact, I worked at McDonald's one summer. I ate it every day for two days, uh, for twice a day for lunch and dinner for three and a half months. And there was no issue. You must have an incredible metabolism. Yeah. I did at the time. Looking back, I was probably like the biggest I was, but I also don't. This is also something about, I, I really don't track weight. I, I have no idea um, what's going That's, on yeah. weight-wise. If you were happy, you. then whatever. Yeah, I just, I never have paid attention to it. Uh, but great. I'm also, but that I'm lucky to not have to. And I, my heart goes out. I always wonder, imagine I had to pay pay attention to that. I don't think I could mm-hmm. get up and, and do, you know, reps or whatever do they reps. have to do. <laughs> whatever they, you're, you're looking at one. <laughs> no, you know, you know, my, yeah. One of my good friends um, struggles with weight, and she's very wealthy. And I always say, you know, you can't have everything. You got you got born wealthy, yeah. and this is your cross to bear. And I got to make as much money as you have on my own. It's wild. Yeah, they're both very difficult things to do. Um, hers is very difficult. Yeah, but if you're wealthy, I mean, yeah. I feel like if I were really wealthy, the one thing I would seriously invest in would be a chef. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, I, I would get to just like manage my, but yeah. Intake, my food intake, whatever. Should we play the game? Oh, oh yeah, oh, my god, food. should I um, open this? No, 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 I don't. Well, actually, actually, you could, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, well, I'm not doing it now. I okay, feel like I... it's more fun this way if you don't know what the questions are. Great, okay, so welcome to our game. It's called This or That, food but it's edition. food edition. Right, we just made it up. Okay, so just you made it choose up. between the two food items that we present you. Okay. I'm not such a food person. But go All right, ahead. we're not playing this game. No, do it. No, do it. I might fuck it up. I have like a tuna fish sandwich every day. So that's like my food. But go on. Ooh, okay. Kugel it's bad. or Kanishes? What? Kugel or Kanishes? Kanishes, be... I hate Kugel. Really? So, yes. Wait, what about sweet Kugel? Soggy. It's soggy. It's weird. Are you like Some a sour cream hater? It. Yeah, I, I, Kugel's gross. Wow. Kanishes are amazing. Kugel She's is for old people. for this game. Okay. No, um, Kugel's for old people. Plus my mother made terrible Kugel. It makes it gives me PTSD. I could go for. I love Kugel, Kugel, but right I also now. prefer Kanish. No. Yeah, Kanishes are next. I'm level. a savory. Okay. Okay. Next one, Krepla or matzah ball? 
matzo balls. These are all old people food. But either I don't like either. I actually am not liking matzo balls. Yeah. As time goes on. These are both old fart foods. Well, you don't even want to know what's next because I don't even know what the second item is. You don't? What are you going to hit me with? I said bagels or bialis. What's Bialis? I don't know what a Bialis Bialis is either. No, she went to some weird Christian camp where they gave her Bialis. She's from Arizona. Arizona? There's no Jews in Arizona. There's like 10 and I know all of them. Yeah. Bialis are bagels that don't have a hole and they like are made with sugar. Literally never heard of them. They're very good. Nobody, I have to tell you. She grew up with Montreal bagels. Who needs a Bialis? Obviously bagels. Don't knock it till you try it. I'm never trying that. Bialis. It's a roll. Well, now I'm not sold on you liking sweets, but black and whites are macaroons. Uh, I don't like macaroons. Like pasta okay. macaroons? Yeah, like no, yeah, macaroons. yeah, no, no, no. Those, okay, so remember when macarons came, the French one? Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's not a macaron. You don't even know how gross macarons are. They're the kosher for pesa. Yeah. yeah. Horrendous. They're both gross. I would do black and white. I'm not a very pastry person, so... I would over macaroons. I would eat anything over a macaroon, yeah, basically. I would, but that's so old to me because my mother's like, mm, I have a macaroon. I'm like, nobody wants your macaroons. Be starving. You have to pizza. like, if it, if it's comes in a can and it's not yeah. a bean, I don't want to eat it. It's like, so weird. Because you have to like peel off the top. Yeah, the, the, it's disgusting. Shelf-stable desserts are not good in my home. I don't, I'm not a big dessert person, so. Okay, I would have to pick the black and white. All right, fair. The next one, I don't even know. I don't see. I don't know what this is. What is it? That's literally what it is. Is it brisket or cholent? Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Oh my god! What is Um, it? Cholent is a stew. Okay, it's oh I've had it. Yeah, it's just potato. It's like brisket, potatoes, cauliflower. My mom makes. Is it Sephardic? No, no it's idea. everything. It's just, no. it's poor people food. It's mm-hmm. basically like whatever we have. Like I would see the crock pot. I would get home from school, see the crock pot. I'd be like, my God, kill me now. Just the next five days of our lives. Like, literally, like, we would have that until that crock pot was empty. And the crock pot was as big as this table. Like, we get up. My mother was, like, at it. Like, like a witch, just, like, with a huge spatula, just, like, mixing. Ooh. Like Charlie Bucket's mom. I'm, like, I'm just not like- eating tonight. Like, this is why I'm thin. I basically didn't eat for many, many years because it was, food was so bad at my house. My mother, God bless her, cooked every day. But chalent was one of those meals. I hated it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And now if I go home, my mother gives me like a, a plate of chalent. I'm like, wow, the shit's actually good. Like yeah. cooked potatoes and beans and there's some meat. Like I didn't appreciate it because we all I wanted as a kid was like processed foods. Yeah. Which yeah. We, we didn't have, which weren't kosher. Mm-hmm. And so we never had like, I never had like a, like American cheese, like the single slices and the oh, thing. I wasn't like allowed to eat those. We had a big those. block of cheese and it was cut by... You know, and so it's like we actually had much better food and healthier food yeah. because mm-hmm. at the time it was cheaper and kosher. Now processed foods are cheaper than healthy foods. Yeah. But I grew up in a, in a, um, a time where the reverse was uh, was true. So yeah, chalent or brisket. I I don't know. They're equal. They're basically the same. Yeah, because there's See, there is brisket sometimes in chalent. I love brisket. We'll do a few more. Why not? This Do all though. of them. Now I want to know. This is just a plan of oh. words. Now I just Alliteration. Want okay, give it to me. Pastrami or pickles? And you could say neither. You don't know. Pickles. I, okay. I had a pickle I love today. pickles. Me too. I love, pickles. I love I eat a pickle almost every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I Do you love get like the singles? Do you like spicy foods? I like I like all pickles. Yeah, I like the spicy pickles, the singles. Yes. I, love I mean, Bubby's pickles. Pi- uh, pickles, Mrs. Yes. White's pickles, yep. and Putter's oh. pickles. Those are the pickles Delicious. I'm getting. I like the farmer's market. That's whatever. Yeah. We could do a podcast just about pickles. No, thanks. Um, latkes or donuts? 
There are uh, donuts. Foods. I don't like latkes. I don't love fried foods. Donuts are fried. No, I know, but I don't like like really like like latkes are like very fried and hot. Mm-hmm. Maybe because a donut's like a treat Secret and I have fry. it maybe yeah. once a year. I also am not a huge donut person, but I would okay. have like a Krispy Kreme yeah. donut. It's a good choice. Or there's two donuts I like, and those are the only donuts I like. A Krispy Kreme donut. Yes. I love. Or a Boston cream donut. Oh, oh no. I don't no. like things with stuffing inside. Or I like no. jelly. I like everything. Mm-hmm. There's no jelly. It's custard. It looks like cum. No. no. Oh, I know what a Boston cream is. <laughs> just not for me. It's very... You can't eat that in front of anyone because it just... Mm-hmm. It kind of just like... Is so once you bite in, it like fills your mouth yeah. and it's like a little alarming. I'll yeah. say this. I wish there was no chocolate on top. I just want the donut with mm. the cream inside. Like, I, I don't need... The chocolate. Is that a Bavarian cream? Oh, maybe I, think I should that try could that. Be. Okay, maybe you. they have it. Maybe they have it. They have that cash only donut shop uh, in Los Feliz. Check yeah, it out. It's cash only. It's not going to happen. Yeah, me neither. Um, I haven't carried cash in years. 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 They yeah. pay me at comedy clubs in cash, and I'm like, mm, I guess I'll spend this year. It's like garbage. I guess they know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I lose it. I, I don't know where cash is. Like I actually I like cash, I lose have cash. a $50 bill in one jacket like pocket Lucy and I find somewhere. it every time. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like oh, treat. and then I don't, I just yeah. put it back in yeah. the jacket. Yeah. What am I going to do with that? It's very difficult. Um, two more. Great. I actually don't want to do this one because I don't know how to say the second one. Just word. say it. I I've been changed. Right. I, I want to shame rug- you now. Babka or Rugala? Yeah, those are very she old and like I never sweets. had those. Are you kidding? People, Babka is like, there's been a revolution. I feel like it's like a hot foodie item now. You know what I always said would be a revolution? Sardines. Watch for it. Oh, yes. And that's actually was, true. And it's coming back. Sardines and then it'll are, be tuna fish. Like, I love like, tuna yeah, fish. I, I know you mentioned yeah. you have a tuna. tuna sh- yeah. yeah. How do you prepare your tuna sandwich? I buy it, but um, I would. I would <laughs> that's uh, a wrap. Uh, open, yeah, I, I don't cook uh, or make things. I buy, I eat out every single day. Um, oh, it's luxury. terrible. But it is my one luxury. I'm not having kids. I don't have kids. I, I just really have to take care of me. And um, it's a pleasure. And that includes two sandwiches on the rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plus if I bought everything, like, I would save. There, there's no question. There's no excuse for my lifestyle. I'm not making an excuse. No, I think it's, Did you have one more? There's one more, but it's yeah, the, same the same thing. thing. What it's, is it? It's honestly know. an oversight. I'm reading it. I'll read it. It's an oversight. I'm reading it. <laughs> locks or grab locks? Yeah, it's not the same thing. You're right. Gravlax is what? Locks. Dill Gravlax has like all that shit on yeah. it. It's like the difference between corned beef and pastrami. It's like corned beef has all that shit on it. That was, that was awesome. Was I, I nailed that. Yes. That was good. I mean, I have a good broadcast voice. I should do this. You should you look should. into doing more VO work. Yeah, I should do VO work. Thanks for joining us, Robbie. You can find her on Instagram at Robbie Hoffman, two Bs, two Fs, and on Twitter at I am Robbie Hoffman. If you're a fan of the show, Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review us. Follow us on Insta at Pray For Us Pod. And if you feel like you can send us a note at PrayForUsPod at gmail.com, but you probably won't. Okay, thanks. Bye. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>